I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, welcome back to Practical Stoicism. As usual, I'm your host, Tanner Campbell. And before we get started, I'd like to remind you that if you'd like to get rid of ads and support this show, you can go to stoicism.supercast.com, link in the show notes to do that. And if you aren't in a financial position to support the show with $6 a month, you can also support the show by sharing it with friends or leaving it a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or podchaser.com. With that said, we're going to get into the sixth meditation of Book 2, which reads as follows. Do wrong to thyself, my soul, but thou wilt no longer have the opportunity of honoring thyself. Every man's life is sufficient, but thine is nearly finished, though thy soul reverences not itself, but places thy felicity in the souls of others. Every single one of us is likely to feel this one pretty deeply. Marcus is saying, essentially, we're running out of time to become the things we wish to become. And instead of prioritizing ourselves, instead of prioritizing becoming the things we want to become, we're instead worried about what others think or how others perceive the thing which makes us happy. And Marcus here is beginning what will be a constant thread of conversation throughout the meditations. Behaving like a Stoic looks very strange to most of the rest of the world, and that is because most of the rest of the world is not interested in living like a Stoic. Consider what we've covered in previous meditations thus far. Stoics are ever aware of their mortality. They're ever efforting to rein in their emotional response to things. They're actively trying to take life seriously so they can be useful during it and feel truly fulfilled by it. How many people do you know who behave in these ways? This isn't a question meant to come off as elitist. Rather, it is rooted in a recognition of the fact that most people are concerned with what others think of them, with their status in life, with their possessions, and with their own problems. Most people do not look at their life as a role to be acted out or a duty to be fulfilled. So when we, as Stoics, decide to act that way, how strange do you imagine that looks to most people? And perhaps this is why more people do not choose the Stoic path, because it is a path that gets strange looks, and who wants to be looked at strangely? Who wants to feel like they perhaps don't fit in? Isn't it common, then, that we forgo the things we feel we should be doing in order that we might not feel like outsiders? 
In a previous meditation, I used the example of eating healthy. Part of why many of us don't eat as healthy as we should probably has something to do with ease, right? For example, how much of it do you think has to do with not wanting to upset the apple cart? Perhaps we want to, for example, become vegetarian, but we don't stand up and say so because we don't want others to feel like they must work around us. Or have you ever gone to Thanksgiving dinner with the intention of not overeating, but then, because so many people brought so many delicious dishes and each of them were so excited to feel that their dishes were appreciated and that everyone enjoyed them, you wound up eating way too much anyway. I mean, who wants to skip dessert, right? Not usually me. But especially who wants to skip dessert if they know that skipping dessert might make the person who brought the dessert feel unappreciated. We as human beings tend to make ourselves responsible for the feelings of others very frequently. And we do this to such a degree that we very rarely prioritize ourselves. And when we finally do, it can feel to others like we're breaking some sort of social contract. It can feel that way to ourselves as well, because we're all of a sudden turning 90 degrees or 180 degrees from our normative behavior and what everybody's gotten used to, which has been rooted in not prioritizing ourselves. And that can make everyone feel kind of uncomfortable. It can make friends feel like you're not their friend anymore. Marcus is telling us here pretty plainly that we are procrastinating on our own happiness and fulfillment because we take responsibility for the happiness of others and care too much about the opinions of others. If we spend our lives doing that, we die having never enriched ourselves for our own sake. So if you want to become a vegetarian, if you want to get healthier, if you want to start training to become the next greatest competitor at the Scottish Highland Games, whatever it is, then you should forget about what others will think about the changes that you will need to make in your own life to start focusing on those things. And you need to consider what you'll do to your own soul if you keep putting those things off which are actually important to you. This doesn't mean you should be selfish or self-serving. We know Marcus doesn't feel that way. He feels that human beings are meant to work together, like he said before, like the rows of teeth, upper and lower. It only means that you should recognize that there are things which, if left undone, will find you on your deathbed with serious regrets. So to operate at your best, you must become the best version of yourself, and you can't let how others feel prevent you from doing that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. If you enjoyed it, if you learned something from it, consider leaving a review of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Again, if you'd like to get rid of ads and if you'd like to support the show, you can become a premium subscriber by going to stoicism.supercast.com and any support you can give, I would greatly appreciate. Thank you again for listening and until next time, take care. Take care.